Hey, this is Laura Whitmore with the She Rocks podcast, and I'm here today with Suzanne Santo. Hey, Suzanne. Oh, hey, girl. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I know you because I watched you on Joe Rogan, like a couple of different episodes. Oh, God, I'm sorry. It's all good. (laughs) I love that. It's so funny. It's it's always a a good time. Maybe some would say too good of a time on on that podcast, and uh, I... I usually don't go back and listen to any of them because yeah. it's like <laughs> better left where it is. That's right. It's just, you know, you have a good time and then you move on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want to like get in my head. You know, I guess I could say that about a lot of things. And do you, like, do you go back and listen to your podcast? I sometimes? completely. Well, I do because I have to edit them, but mm. make them sound mm-hmm. pretty. But I, yeah. I don't love listening to myself. As most people right. don't, right? And right. <laughs> although some yeah. of the episodes, I'm like, that was a great episode. Let me hear it. Um, but yeah. yeah, no, I mean, who does that really? Like, you don't really want to go listen to yourself. Well, talk. you know, <laughs> I remember hearing Joe say this uh, a while back, and I don't know if he said it to to me or if I listened to it on a podcast. But you know, he it, he sort of like you know pioneered the podcast world. Yeah. And, yeah. He used to listen. I don't know if he does anymore. I couldn't imagine he could keep up with how many, how much content he's putting out. But he used to listen to them over and over and like try to get better at it, ah, which I thought yeah. was really cool. Because yes. he would go back and realize like, oh, I talked too much on this one or I talked over this person or I, I could have done this differently. And I think that's that's interesting, yeah. you know, to kind of hone in on the rhythm of it i mean that's smart that's you know it's the same way with singing right like if you hear yourself record and then you listen back and hear something weird that you're doing over and over again then you can fix it totally and i yeah i'm actually oh oh, go ahead no i was gonna say in the beginning i said the word like a lot on my podcast so that's been my (laughs) (laughs) the thing i've been trying to fix (laughs) totally i'm super repetitive too and you know sometimes that those are I think that's really good to to be conscious of. Yeah. And you know, essentially it's funny. It's like you want other people to listen to it, so you have to be able to want to listen to it yourself. <laughs> that's right. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Although you, I, it's, you hope people I'm approach it in a, a different way. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean it's it's like I don't know, it's hard not to get in your head, obviously. Yes. Um I'm working on a record right now and I've been going back and forth on this one song and like eventually I started to really hate the melody. So I've been listening to it over and over and now I have the track without the vocals and I've been like singing along to it, Mm. trying to come up with a new an updated version, but like, you know, same kind of case in point of just like listening to myself and being like, Oh, I don't like that. (laughs) Well, that's (laughs) kind of important too, because you, you record a song and if you don't like the melody, like you could be singing that for the rest of your life. So yeah, it's stuck in time. Yeah. You might want to tweak that a little Mm. bit. Good Lord. Make it that thing that you love. (laughs) (laughs) And you have the power to do that because we've never heard it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) As far as anyone else is concerned, it doesn't even exist. (laughs) That's right. It's all you. So tell me about the the new album. This this new song that you released recently, Fall for That, is that part of your new project? Yeah, I think we're going to put that on the record as opposed to a standalone. Mm -hmm. Um. But the thing is, I've got so many, at this point, you know, 
considering COVID, the, the record would have been out already. It would have been out this summer. Mm-hmm. And um, so many things got pushed back. But I, at this point, I'm actually pretty grateful for it because I've added more material and fine-tuned things in ways that it's, you know, like like all things in life, I think it's actually ending up uh, exactly where it's supposed to be. But I've been working on it since last July 2019 mm-hmm. was when I went into the studio and when Gary came in. And at this point, it's taken it's gone through some makeovers, new additions. And I'm ca- I think, you know, working title, I think I'm going to call it yard sale because it feels like a real unpacking of sorts. Hmm. Um, and there's sort of, it's kind of a hodgepodge in that way that there's really something for everybody. Like the yard sale, when you show up and you're like, oh, I really want to get this, you know, book on, um, Midwestern fishing and also a crock pot and this (laughs) tennis racket, you know, (laughs) I just, I kind of feel like, um, they all belong together in this way that has marked this transition and, and just like the crazy stuff you know, that's happened that I've personally been through since I started the record. So Mm -hmm. it's, um, I'm really excited about it. That's cool. To be honest. It's like eclectic pieces of a whole unit. Yeah. And also (laughs) I love yard sales. I I grew up going to garage sales with my Grammy when I was a kid and, you know, I'd watch her like haggle with, with like, Oh my gosh, she was such a shrewd shopper. I couldn't believe it. Like, you know, like the teacup would be 25 cents and she'd get it down to 10 cents and you'd be like, really? Like really (laughs) Grammy? (laughs) But I, I loved going and I still do. I still love antique shows and flea markets. And, you know, if, if you want to have like the whole, like over, you know, arcing theme of like recycling and, you know, that's kind of mm-hmm. cool too. I'm into that. So that's so. cool. So you, you can, yeah. you can give her a little tip of the hat when you oh, yeah. name Always. this. Or you can be really good at haggling and think of her as well. I, I can, I can work. I, I'm not, I'm not shy about striking deals. I'm not going to lie. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Speaking of, so I want to know, um, so you had Gary Clark Jr. Um, work with you on this new single. So how did that come about? How did you make that deal go down? Yeah. Well, um, you know, I threatened him. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) You had dirt on him. Uh, Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, he's so great. He's just a lovely, lovely person. He's such an amazing player. Oh my gosh. I know. I know. I I've known Gary for like a decade. Wow. Um, Yeah. Honey, honey. uh, We played a show. So funny. It was one of those like, uh, super Hollywoody. Like we they they did this concert series at the Sunset Marquee in LA and Ooh, I love you know they didn't, they didn't pay the artists but they gave us a villa for the night and booze. Right. So of course, you know, we just had a raging yes. party. Um but we it was Honey Honey and Gary Clark. And the funny thing is the first time I, I heard Gary play, he was playing acoustic guitar. Huh. Um and I was just like enamored with his voice just like oh my god his voice is so beautiful and then like later discovered that he was also this like shredder guitar player um and we've stayed in touch over the years and um he you know something that i I feel uh comfortable to share he's he's so gracious in this way and i always get embarrassed when i 
you know, reconnect with people, especially like successful or famous people. I never expect anybody to remember who I am. So I always reintroduce <laughs> myself. So like anytime I run, run into Gary, like backstage or like, you know, at a festival, I'm like, hey, it's Suzanne from Honey Honey. And he's, he's, he's like, I know. <laughs> and, it, and it makes me feel like super embarrassed, but also cool at the same That's time. That's really funny. He's like, you expect so little of me that I don't even remember your name. <laughs> well, you know, because I'm totally like, I, I mean, it's just, I just, I don't know. I never want to like embarrass somebody by them yeah. not knowing who I am and then yeah. me expecting them to, you know, it's like a weird, weird place to be in. But, um, you know, That's I saw cool, him. That's cool of him. Yeah. yeah. Well, I had this funny thing. I was out with Hosier. Uh, I, I played guitar and fiddle and kind of utility for oh, him yeah. cool. for about a year. And we were in Australia at the Byron Bay Blues Fest, which was really fun. And I ran into Gary and uh, as well as Shaky Graves and uh, Alejandro is his name. And um, both dudes we're just like we just had this we had dinner together and it was super fun and I was like yeah I'd love to hang with you guys when we get back to the states and um you know ironically I ended up doing songs with both of them on this hmm. new record that I'm so oh, excited cool. about and um it was real natural just like you know like connecting with with these folks and but Gary in particular uh he just like it was kind of surreal I texted him the track and I was like, hey, I don't I don't know if you're coming to L.A. anytime soon, but if you are, do you, you know, have any interest in maybe playing some guitar on this song? And, you know, he wrote back right away and he was like, I don't even need to listen to it. I'll be there. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, what? well, you should listen to awesome. it. But also, yeah, it was just so cool. And, you know, he really he's just amazing. And then, you know, when it was time to, you know, give it a push and promote it and um, you know, we did the Rogan podcast together and that was such a blast. And, um, you know, he's become a, a, a good pal. We check in on, on each other, make sure that, yeah. you know, he's doing okay. And, um, I'll be honest, I'm getting a little FOMO cause it feels like everybody's moved to Austin <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I'm not, I love Austin, but like, I can't, like we were talking about earlier, I am not a, a heat person Yeah, and, uh, it's just an inferno over there um yeah maybe it's because of all the all-stars and their rock and roll (laughs) they turn it up (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) i know i was so lucky when i i I like randomly scored some tickets to see trevor noah's taping what what that show was the daily show or whatever and um gary clark jr was the musical guest that day when he released his new album and uh Oh wow. my God. How cool is that? Blowingly awesome. Yeah. 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 So great. It's pretty, it's pretty awesome. And, and like, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan, um, as well as, a, as, you know, lucky yeah. enough to, to say that we're friends, but it's, it's powerful music. He seems like one of those quietly profound people. Yeah. He's yeah. very kind and he, and he is quiet. Yeah. Uh, and that's, you know, he's like a quiet storm. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. But enough about him. Let's talk about you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I hope you're sitting down. <laughs> no, I am sitting down in my tiny little podcast studio. Yay. Um, fun. But so you're releasing this album independently, right? 
Yes, ma'am. So yeah. far. And, you know, it's been a real grind. But the it's more I learn yeah. about the music industry, the more I'd really like to keep it this way. Yeah. You know, um, it's not easy, but I've uh, I'm not anti record company, but I've had quite a few record deals. Mm-hmm. And um, at the end of the day, you know, when the record companies are representing a bunch of different artists, um, you know, a lot of things fall through the cracks or can fall through the cracks if they don't get that uh, easy freeway to a hit or, um, you know, a viral thing. And it can be really, um, it could really have a negative effect on the trajectory of my hard work and, and, you know, what I put into it. And at this point I've funded everything. So it would take a lot for a record company to come on board Mm -hmm. um, when, you know, not in any cynical or bitter way, but like I've done all the heavy lifting. So, you know, I don't really know what they could offer. Um, however, you know, a lot of times they do have the keys to certain doors that, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. you know, there's that trade off, but when you get to own your copyright, it is long game. Yeah. Always good. Yeah. Always good. Yeah. True. It's, you know, it's a, like you said, a trade off. So more time, mm-hmm expended but more control right. and so mm-hmm. you know more being able to steer your destiny one would hope yeah so, yeah and i yeah. and like it some some people really fit into that um equation really well yeah yeah but you know I, pretty much my whole career with with my solo music and with honey honey uh you know, maybe yard sale is a great uh, example for the metaphor. It's just like a lot of people don't know which box to put me in. Yeah. And then they, they don't, they just push it to the side. To... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or they, or they try yeah. to fit me into a, you know, a shape I'm, I'm not supposed right. to be in and right. it doesn't work. And, you know, I think, um, I have an understanding of that, that line of thought, but mm-hmm. it's just like, I, I'm, I'm excited about, the innovative ways to be a musician these days yeah. and figure it out for myself. And, you know, everybody's got a different way to do it. Right. It, it, like, you know, no, no two artists are the same and we all have a different uh, line of luck and um, hard work, you know, right. cause it's kind of both at this point. Right. Well, from what I've seen, I really love your, I don't know what you'd call it, your style, your, the, your, the way you sing. Thank you. It's, <laughs> there's something really special about it. And I'm just wondering, like, who, who were your influences or how did you develop your, I don't know, mm. your direction? Well, thanks for saying that. I appreciate it. Um, I had a lot. Um, I mean, there's so many different ways to slice that onion because there's like the real songwriters that just gut me, you know, with their, with their words, like, you know, people like Gillian Welch, um, and Dave Rawlings. And, you know, for a while I was, I was, you know, I I love Patty Griffin. I still do. Um, but then, you know, I also listened to a lot of Frank Sinatra and Hmm. Billie Holiday and, and Otis Redding and Sam Cooke. And, you know, there's, there's different kind of, vibes yeah i okay this is gonna sound weird i don't know how inappropriate this is but (laughs) i feel pretty comfortable talking about this stuff but a couple months ago i happened to have been taking mushrooms and (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> that might um, be legal I, in like Oregon now. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, you know, they're they're actually working on legalizing it, and I fully support it because I I'm of the like healing journey mindset when yeah. it comes to psychedelics. I'm I treat it as such, and I've had like profound moments in my life that uh, have really like been healing and, and enlightening mm-hmm. and I, I wouldn't have it any other way, but I happen to have been on psychedelic mushrooms and I put on Otis Redding and it was mm. like, it was like the voice of God or something like it was just, and I know that sounds that might, you know, you could totally make fun of me for that, but there was, I, I said out loud and I still say it sober as a toad. When I listen to his music, I was like, that is the truth. And, and, and I, and it is, you know, there's certain voices out there that, uh, you can feel it in your body, not just yeah. your ears, you yeah. know, you can have a, a physical reaction. And I know there's, there's just, I get goosebumps. I get goosebumps and I like tingle all over. And, you know, it's something that w- without sounding, um, self-centered or, or narcissistic, but I, I have that feeling when, when, with my own music, when I know I've hit the right, you know, chord so to speak or the lyric or the the song yeah. in good places when i listen to it i get um i get goosebumps <laughs> so you're like that's it i guess it's magic yeah, yeah i guess like in terms of my influences it's like the people that give me goosebumps like george harrison and right sharon jones and lucinda williams and you know also in conjunction with their music but uh their their person and their journeys mm. Um, Sharon and Lucinda, especially, you know, I, I'm such a, you know, this is, this is the, the podcast for women, right? Yeah. Women rockers, you know, it, although everyone can listen, I'm just going to say, yes, of course, of course. (laughs) But, you know, I, I bring up Sharon and Lucinda because, you know, they defied the rules and that really resonates with me Mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, I'm 35 years old and, and proud of it. And something that, you know, people feel embarrassed by is when they're getting older and, you know, no one's going to listen to my music or look at me a certain way. I'm not 25 anymore. And I've had a lot of pressure over the years um, with my age and, and my femininity and stuff like that. And it's just like, uh, it's, it, it's been really damaging and, and also something I'm grateful to have experienced and gone through and come out of mm-hmm. with a healthy attitude. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, by all standards, I'm, I've, I'm past the prime, yeah. but I, I don't believe in that. I don't subscribe to that. Anyone who does is, it, it makes me a little sad, um, because, you know, I'm, I'm actually making the, the best music of my life and, there's, I can't see why I wouldn't share that with people. And, you know, people like Sharon Jones, like the place that she came from before she really had her success, is like a place that some people never even remotely get out of, let yeah. alone have a successful music career and share their light and their energy in just the most profound way. I, I got to see her perform once and it was just like transformative. Yeah, she's amazing. <laughs> She was, and yeah. I, it was just like, I wish I had more experiences, um, but I got to see her running around the stage in her bare feet, and it was just so beautiful. <laughs> it's so funny that you bring up this whole idea, this ageism topic mm-hmm. in the industry, because I, I was literally just talking about this with um, with the Go-Go's, some of the members of the Go-Go's the other day, mm, and cool. we, were, we were all just saying how 
how insane it is and that we should we should take that back that we should uh, we should not allow um, yeah 100 that to be a thing um yeah and that we as women or anybody anybody listening um you know it's it's about it's about how you consume right so if we as consumers of music don't care how old someone is mm-hmm. <laughs> you know why should anyone else like it's it's yeah. it's a weird i think throwback you know kind of element in the industry that we need to get rid of that's all i'm saying agreed agreed <laughs> and and i think it's happening i i really feel um comfortable with the rebuild of a lot of Hollywood, you know, yeah. in, in a sense, yeah. and not using Hollywood as the sort of basis for music. I kind of maybe Hollywood in the entertainment sense, not like uh, the gross yeah. part, but like if we we're talking <laughs> about, yeah, if we're talking about television and movies and comedy and music um, and, you know, all other areas of, of the creative arts, I think that right now there's like a lot of bad habits that have been broken and and a light's been you know shine upon it shown upon it who's to say <laughs> do not know yeah well you know what I'm, i have excellent vocabulary but i don't know yeah today who cares <laughs> um, but you know there's that and then i i do think and i think that we're in this visceral time that um our our usual bullshit comforts are like a wet blanket and we have to go a little deeper for yeah. fulfillment and and real emotional security and and cleaning up and i think in conjunction with that people need genuine material we need genuine music with real feelings behind it with with real intention uh same goes for cinema and mm-hmm. and and maybe that's just me but i'll i'm craving that yeah like, I think I think you're right. Like I need water. Yeah. I think a lot of people are. So that leads me to okay. So when are you going to release your your album? <laughs> um, Give us a clue. Well, I apologize about all these. Uh, sorry. Oh, that's okay. This is real life, people. Boulevard. Yeah, I know. I know. There's all kinds of stuff going on out there. Um, we're we're looking at a top of the year, very early spring release. We're actually like finishing up in the studio the next couple weeks. Uh, I'm really, really, really excited. And, and then it's kind of like artwork and game planning with my team. And, you know, by that, I mean, I have a great management team, uh, PR, as you know, they got in touch with you Yeah. (laughs) and, and, you know, that's kind of like, you know, a little record team. That's my, it's like my A&R squad and we do it together. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was reading. I was reading up on you, and uh, saw oh that saw that you <laughs> that you play fiddle, guitar, and banjo. And it was funny when I thought about that. I was like, I would get so confused with the fingerings between all those in- <laughs> instruments. <laughs> Does that happen hilarious. to you? <laughs> I mean, not really. No, I, I mean, like. like nah. it, <laughs> it, it, if I don't if I don't pick up the banjo for a while, I'll definitely have some uh, some you know stumblings, if you will. But yeah. they're they're all I've been playing them all along. Yeah, and they're instinctual you know, been, for you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, something I'm really grateful that I've done, which I really should have done sooner, um, is I started taking fiddle lessons during COVID. Oh wow! And it's been so great. And I, it's actually my my good friend Phoebe Hunt and 
Nashville. She's an incredible violinist. And um, she offers these Zoom classes. And I just like totally went up a level. Wow. And, you know, I used to do like courses on my own and learn uh, jazz fiddle. There's another uh, platform that I use. But this is this is with a teacher. And like Mm -hmm. she will, you know, just give me pointers. And but also there's sort of this like therapy corner too you know it's been great (laughs) I mean I think that's that's really fantastic because you've been playing that instrument for a long time and for you to think hey there's there's probably some things I don't know or places I oh my god there's so much I don't know so much and and to sort of buckle down on that I think that's really smart well and you know for selfish reasons though too like I was getting fucking bored with myself yeah I was just like you know I I stuck with a lot of pentatonic scales and that's you know it's like after a while I'm like all right what like and I was just kind of doing it on a loop Mm -hmm. and now there's just this intricacy and if anything a much more intuitive approach when I'm learning when I started learning what I've been doing and there's like a little bit of like Cajun and Irish fiddle and and then just like Appalachian there's all these like every week there's something new yeah um and you know something that I've never done that uh, Phoebe offers is sort of the history of, of the styles and talking about this is like stuff I never would have known about. She would say things like, oh, this bow technique or when they go, uh, this specific mood is, move is a very Canadian style. And I was like, I didn't even know there's a Canadian style fiddle. Like what? You know, <laughs> and this is stuff like, stuff like that that um, is a little intimidating because it, I, it's just not in my lexicon for you know as a musician but it's really cool to learn about uh passionately so yeah yeah. (laughs) i've been having fun that's really great (laughs) that's very cool thanks (laughs) so what's next for you are you going to release another single or you're going to keep us waiting you know we we might put uh we might do another single soon and just not like just just put it out you know yeah not like a whole, uh, I don't want to say bells and whistles like that would um, take away from the the song, but um, I'm interested to see what happens by the like natural prog- progression of um, like, like we put a lot behind fall for that and not that it, it's done badly, but it kind of like leveled off in a way that is totally okay. Mm-hmm. you know, understandable. Um, but at this point, like, I just want to put out another song and like, let everybody just, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to like beat anybody upside the head about it. Just, just let it fly. See what happens. Okay. You know, well, you should let sense. me know because I'll, I'll share it on parade magazine. <laughs> oh, for you. please do. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Why not? <laughs> well, I've Won't so enjoyed that. getting to know you and your music Aww, and likewise. I'm excited for your new project to come out and uh, I'm you. sure we'll talk again. I, have this I would feeling. love that. <laughs> I hope that you stay so warm. Oh, out yeah. There. And do you have a fireplace? No, you know, this is so dumb. So people don't oh. know this, this because we we started this conversation before we started recording, but I was complaining about how I'm in this house that isn't made for winter. And there is a fireplace in this house that has been boarded up and no. repurposed to be like the ducting of like the furnace or something. So okay. you used okay. to be able to burn wood in it when I was a kid, mm-hmm. but yeah. for some reason, my dad decided, no, 
this isn't going to okay. be a working fireplace anymore. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> That's hilarious. You know, if we want to talk projects, I realize the other, and I, I get like obsessive about things when I have idle time. I, I have this fugly carpet in my living Ooh. room. I've lived in this place for four years. And uh, one of my interior decorator friends inspired me the other day. And I, I went in the closet and I cut a corner out. And there's like beautiful wood floor oh, yes. under this carpet. And my landlord's really laid back. And I, I was like, Russell, can I have a project and like tear this carpet up and like sand it and do all that? And he's like, go for it. Wow. So I think I think I might. It, it could be really dumb, but I'm going to do it and figure it out. Well, I will just tell you this. I in this this house that I'm in is almost 100 years old and it I'm had really, really, really horrific carpeting in the yeah, wh- living room. Why? And why? so we had somebody come look to tell us if there was hardwood under it, and there was. So we, we pulled the carpet up and had the floor refinished, and it is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, same. This house is 100 years old. I think it. carpeting didn't show up until the 60s, right, 50s? It did have lots and lots of nail holes in it, though, from the oh, carpet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's probably going to be like a slog, but I, I mean – That'll be a project. I like having a project. (laughs) (laughs) And while you're doing it, you can think of musical ideas in your head. That's what I do. Oh, my God. Don't I know it? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, good luck with that. And uh, send us photos of how it comes out. (laughs) I will. I'll get you a before and after. (laughs) Awesome. Really great to talk to you, Suzanne. Have a great day. Likewise, Laura. Enjoy. You too. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. Okay. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye.